0: Hi everyone. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I am so excited. This is our second episode of Venture Forth and we are going to interview Elise Dietel. She's been kind enough to share her story with us and let me tell you, it is one for the books. I really think you guys are going to enjoy it. We also talk a lot about bravery in this episode and how it's available to everyone and things like micro bravery. I think you guys will enjoy that as well. So our guest, Elise, started climbing at a very young age, which this quickly turned into a professional climbing career for her. However, this lifestyle was completely derailed when she endured a tragic hiking accident that left her paralyzed from the waist down. She was actually told that she would never walk again. But instead of giving up and succumbing to this diagnosis, she used this as an opportunity to find an entirely different passion. So, guys, this is such an incredible, inspiring story, and I am so excited to share it with you. So, settle in, enjoy, and please welcome our guest, Elise Dietel.
1: My name is Elise. I'm 27. Well, I'll be 28 very soon. So, I guess I should say I'm 28. (laughs) Um, Nice. Happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, I am currently based in California. Um, but I do live in my van, so I'm very nomadic. I'm just kind of all over the place. Um, but right now, I'm in sunny California, which is really nice. And definitely your van, it is beautiful, actually. <laughs> thank you. I'm in her right now. Um, yeah, I love her very much. That's <laughs> My awesome. trusty seed. Yeah, of um, course. I um so i'm i'm an artist um that's my the main thing that i spend my time doing Um, i'm also a rock climber and i like to get out and climb as much as possible so it's this interesting combination of you know hanging out and drawing and which is a very chill activity and getting out and climbing and you know doing crazy hikes and just doing a lot of really physical days which is a nice balance
0: yeah, absolutely. Get a, th- getting some creative stuff in there as well as some physical activity is a great way to balance that out. Would you say, yeah. what was your, so you talk about hiking and climbing, were those kind of your, I, I use the term gateway sport, was that kind of the first outdoor activity that you got into or was that something else?
1: Um. Yeah, so I, I was lucky enough to grow up with really outdoorsy parents. Um, so I, my childhood was basically spent in a tent. We were always camping, always hiking, backpacking, um, and uh, I kind of got them into climbing because I was always climbing trees, and nice. my mom decided that she wanted to put me on a rope, <laughs> so we went to the climbing gym and um, just kind of took off from there, and now they both climb with me um, occasionally. I did Half Dome with my mom for her 50th. Um, wow, that's yeah.
0: awesome.
1: So it, it kind of started out with just like hiking and camping and backpacking and now, climbing is pretty much the main reason I go places.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. How how old were you, roughly, when you started getting into climbing, like, with a rope, officially? I know trees sounded like your introduction there, but... <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Um, I started climbing rocks um, when I was seven. Nice. So, I've been climbing for a very long time. <laughs> That's amazing. It's been I a, feel like it's been a really big part of my life. That's awesome. I didn't start climbing until I was like 22,
0: 23, full on adult out of, out of all that. So yeah, that's Mm -hmm. amazing that you had such an early start and that your parents were so supportive of that. What a cool way to help direct that energy. That's incredible. So now from what I understand, you, you did just say that climbing has been a big part of your life. You were basically a, did you, you climbed professionally, right? You did. What, what did that look like? Did you do Climbing comps? Were you were you just really a consistent climber? What was what did your climbing career look like?
1: So um (laughs) I had kind of an interesting climbing career. I started off when, you know, when I was really little, from age seven to age probably sixteen, I did competition climbing inside. Um and I'd go climb outside as well. But the main thing was that I was on a climbing team in the gym and then we did competitions. Um, and then I decided that I didn't really like competitive climbing because I feel like climbing is a very personal sport and I don't really think that it's just for me personally, it wasn't something that I wanted to put myself up against others in. Like, I just, I think it's very personal. Um, Definitely. so I kind of yeah. stopped doing the competitive climbing scene and then from there it was just like climbing outside. And um, I did that mostly in Northern Arizona, uh, where I went to college. And then I had my big accident. Um, And then after my accident, I started climbing harder and harder. And I think part of that was mostly stubbornness. (laughs) (laughs) Myself, like, I can, like, overcome this to the full extent. Um, And then that's when I got sponsored by 510. Um, And I... I didn't do any kind of, like, competition climbing or anything for them. I, at that point, I was mostly climbing, like, trad, multi-pitch, kind of more, like, adventure-style stuff.
0: Nice. Um,
1: but I, I, <laughs> I almost feel like a heathen saying this, but I, I really didn't enjoy the pro-climbing scene at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I ended up quitting it about, like, two years in just because I just really wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't enjoying climbing anymore anymore. Because of it, it was very focused on, you know, you got to send the hard grades, you got to have the big, cool projects, you got to like be very focused on that. And I just, that's not what climbing was about for me. And Mm -hmm. it was just, I wasn't having fun anymore. So that's, it's interesting you say that. Yeah.
0: No, it's funny you say that because I've actually heard that from multiple different athletes of of different varieties. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting to take something that you really love and enjoy and you're passionate about, and then to turn that into a job. It's a very Mm -hmm. different mindset. And it kind of changes the type and the direction of I think some of the goals involved in those sports when you're like oh I'm doing this as a job I'm doing this to make money or I'm doing this to you know be sponsored or whatever it is it does kind of change I think the intention of that sport when you're doing it because you love it and because you love being outside and you enjoy the challenge that you provide for yourself instead of the challenge
1: that is required of you is a very different mindset so I, I understand that
0: for sure yeah
1: it totally is and it's interesting because now that now my job is I'm an artist and that's another thing where that's a huge passion of mine that is now my job and I think for me the the main difference and I love it I would I can't imagine doing anything other than what I do and for me I think the main difference is that with climbing I was not my own boss. I had people that I had to report to. I had people that I had to, you know, fulfill their expectations. Mm-hmm. And I was always worried about what they would think about photos or Ascend or anything like that. And for me, um, that just that just didn't really work for me. And for yeah. art, it's totally different because art, my art is about, it's about me, you know, it's an expression of myself. And I'm the one in charge of how that all plays out absolutely and I'm my own boss you know and I think that makes yeah. a huge difference of like doing it for yourself rather right. than doing it for anyone else because then I can do it my way which is the whole point of art really absolutely it's it's a
0: self-expression it's not because you're required to do this you're yeah. not, it's not trying least. to take yeah. your
1: passion it's not trying to take your passion and mold it into what someone else thinks it should be yeah it's so just you- letting it be an expression of yourself in whatever way that happens right right absolutely so let's kind of look at that
0: i want to look at your backstory and and kind of explain how you got into going from a full-on climbing career where that sounds like it took up the majority of your time and what's your lifestyle and something you spent a lot of energy doing to now you're i mean you still climb quite a bit but you're an artist so you mentioned your accident a little bit would you mind mm-hmm. telling us uh
1: would you explain that to us a little bit so we understand that I can do that um so when when I first went to college um I was you know I was how old are you when you go oh my god it was so long ago like 18 <laughs> I guess um I, I guess I was 18 yeah I, was, I think I was nineteen when that when that actual accident happened, um, but I was about two weeks into my first semester at um, NAU Northern Arizona University where I went, and um, I was at a climbing area called the Pit with a friend of mine, and we'd been climbing for the day, but then it started to get dark, so we um, just wanted to like go hike. This is like a canyon, so we just wanted to go hike up and around. To the top of the cliffs just to you know look at the stars or whatever and so we put all our climbing gear at the base of the cliff and hiked up and around and i was standing not not like super close to the edge but probably closer than i should have been but i was on a rock that was lodged into the ground which i didn't realize i thought i was just kind of on the normal ground <laughs> and um, the rock dislodged and. Me and the rock fell about 80 feet to a, a small ledge about halfway down the cliff. And I shattered my pelvis, um, snapped my tailbone, broke my spine in three places, um, broke a bunch of ribs, collapsed the lung, and fractured an ankle. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that's it. And that's it. Only <laughs> we'll that. Go down the Just list those. and be like, well, <laughs> can make sure I got everything. Holy cow. Um, yeah, and I, I immediately couldn't move my legs. Um, I knew I had a spinal injury because mm. I'd had one before. Mm. And um, my friend and ended up having to go down and get our climbing gear and bring it back up, set up a rappel. And I had to rappel down the rest of the way, and then he carried me up and out of the canyon. Um, wow. And I was in the hospital for two weeks after that, and the doctors told me that there was a good chance I wouldn't probably ever walk again, certainly not climb again. Um, so I took that as a challenge. <laughs> um, wow. That and is... uh, I was walking again about a year later, and then I was climbing again, probably another another year after that. Wow. And then I actually went back. so the the place that I fell out, there was this route there called No Joke. And I remember looking at it the day of the accident you know, before I, before we like went up to the cliff or anything and just thinking like, man, that route looks so cool. That's so my style, but it's like totally out of my league. There's no way um, I think that. It goes at a 13 B. And at that time, I think my proud end was like 12 C or something. So it just, it, it seemed like totally out of reach. Um, and so I kind of, my moment of triumph coming back was when I went back to the pit after my accident and um, projected that route for a bit and then sent that route.
0: Wow. That's so that incredible. <laughs> wow. I can't even imagine going from doctors telling you, by the way, you're probably never going to walk again to climbing, was that 13B? Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> that's, that's... Thanks. I So, wow. I just, so I want to kind of understand maybe the... What was it like to be in the hospital and to hear that? What, I mean, you said you you viewed that as a challenge when they said that you weren't going to be able to walk again, but like, Mm -hmm. what, what was that like? Can I, can we kind of understand what was going through your head a little bit?
1: Um, I mean, honestly, like, I don't think there was ever a moment where I, where I actually considered the fact that I might not ever walk again. Like, I don't think I ever believed that. Yeah. a second it was always just kind of like oh well that's what you think like that's nice that you think that (laughs) but there's no way in hell that that's actually how it's gonna be yeah for me um I don't know I've always been um I've had you know I've had injuries before I've always been like very stubborn very like determined very driven and there's just no way that I wasn't gonna climb again that just wasn't gonna happen so I just I had the I had the right mindset going in of just, you know, I kind of manifested that that was not how it was going to be. Um, and it was frustrating not being out because I couldn't move my legs. I was paralyzed from the waist down for, you know, the better part of a year. Wow. And um, that was really frustrating. Of course. Like telling you're telling your brain, your brain is telling your legs to move and you're looking at them and they're just not moving. And, that got old but um you know you just keep doing what you're doing and you just <laughs> can't really take no for an answer and
0: i appreciate your tenacity and your grit to to push forward in a situation where i feel like it would be so easy to just accept the circumstances given to you mm-hmm. and i wonder if if you're your climbing and your competitions and, and the general vibe of your younger years had anything to do with that. I'm sure like, I mean, that Mm -hmm. had something to do with you being like, no, actually I can do this. And so you said it was very frustrating. You were paralyzed literally from the waist down for around a year. What did recovery look like for you? Because you have made a full recovery, but I imagine that was Mm -hmm. not an easy road in any way. I'm sure, as you said, very frustrating. There I can't even imagine what what did you have to do to to get back to climbing?
1: Um so what so when I first fell in, um I was in the hospital, you know, I couldn't move and so that was my first 2 weeks into college. So I ended up having to withdraw from college and fly back home to my parents and live with them for a year um while I recovered. Mm-hmm. And um so I basically, I mean you know, you can't do it. I was in a new city because they had just moved. So I didn't know anyone there. I'm in a wheelchair, so I couldn't really like, get around anywhere. Um, and so I just didn't have a whole lot to do. So I, I just devoted my time to doing my PT exercises and just, you know, doing everything I could to, to get back to where I wanted to be. It was very, very, very focused. Um, so a lot of it was like, just kind of forcing my legs to almost try to act normal in a way as much as I Uh could. Like I would use, I would use crutches and I would pull myself up on my crutches and then I would just kind of use my body momentum to swing my legs back and forth just to remind them like, Hey, remember this motion? This is walking. (laughs) (laughs) You can do this by yourself. (laughs) Um, And I would just do my PT exercises like way more than I probably should have (laughs) just by myself. Um, but, uh, I'll be not, most of it was just mentally, just really focusing on keeping myself in a, a good mental place that was going to empower me and uh, enable me to move forward, Mm -hmm. you know, literally and figuratively, um, what, and that what was probably of, the biggest struggle. Of course. I can't. Yeah. What kind of, was
0: there like a specific tactic or, or something that you did to keep yourself mentally strong during that recovery time?
1: Um. So I'm, I'm very big on like personal development and, you know, mental health, mm-hmm. self-awareness, all that kinds of stuff now. But at the time um, I didn't know about any of that. That, that world was not, I I didn't know about that whole world. Um, so I think the main thing that helped me at that time was really my art because before that it had just art had just been like a hobby, mm-hmm. which is something that I did every now and then. Um but because I couldn't go to the mountains, instead I would draw them. And when I wasn't doing my PT exercises, instead of just sitting around and getting in my own head and you know, being really sad that I couldn't move my legs, um I just grabbed my sketchbook and I just start drawing like mountains and climbing and animals and all the kind of things that I wanted to see that I couldn't at the moment. And I would just live vicariously through my art. Um, And I think that really helped refocus me to, you know, my goals and just where I wanted to be. And it was very calming. It was almost like meditative because I would just zone out and draw for hours. Um, And I think that really helped stabilize me and just focus on my goals and where I wanted to get to absolutely I feel like that's
0: such we talk about self improvement and growth and that sort of thing and how we all know how visualization is such a big part of that and I feel like this is probably the best example of that ever not only are you visualizing yourself back in the mountains doing these activities but you are literally drawing them you know you're creating them not Mm. just in your mind but Physically, and that's man, what a what a powerful tool for visualization and, and for mental fortitude to you know, be able to get through mm-hmm. a, a year of not being able to walk. I, I am so impressed by that, and I have pored over your images and your art, and you can really, really, truly see your love. For the outdoors and and for the animals that you that you draw, it's it's so evident that you you put that into your art. What would you, what would you describe your art style as to somebody who has never seen it before?
1: Um. So, uh, my art style is kind of like an illustrative style. Um, I I do drawing. It's not painting or anything. Um, I use illustration pens and watercolor. Um, and it's, it's mainly, primarily illustrations of wildlife and they're sort of intertwined in a way with their natural environment. Um, and I do a lot of like hidden little details. Like I create landscapes within a wild animal. Um, and then sometimes I'll like sprinkle in other like small animals, small little details throughout that landscape and kind of worlds within worlds. Yeah, <laughs> kind no, of absolutely. It's a little hard to explain. No, that's
0: that's a that's really <laughs> kind of surreal. It <laughs> is kind of surreal, but also there's a lot of realism involved in it as well. Like your depiction of these places and these animals are so beautiful. And the way you blend both of those together is just incredible. And I really love the correlation of your your name on instagram a million tiny lines and the way that you literally have incorporated a a million of these teeny tiny (laughs) intricate lines into your art in in such a beautiful way do you feel like the did you start out doing the the style of art that you do now when you were recovering was that or was it um something else did
1: you start with pens um no so i i had a i had a major journey of discovery when it comes to my art style it took a while for me to find that particular style and i think i think that's the case with a lot of artists especially emerging artists it, it takes a while to find your particular style um but i was very influenced by some of my favorite artists like jeremy collins um nikki fromkin of drawn to high places um i was very interested in their like their little details and their line work. And I kind of tried to replicate their kind of style. Um, And I also played with painting, I played with like impressionist landscapes, and I used like just Crayola markers and stuff. (laughs) I just kind of played with everything just to kind of see what really fit. And um, I would get really excited about one medium. And then I'd switch to another and get really excited about that. And I always kept thinking like, oh, I found it, I found it, I found it. But then I started drawing with um, my Sakura micron pens and then that's when it was like, oh, okay, this is, this is definitely my style. Um, And I think that's so important with, with artists to find your particular style because otherwise you're just, it's not your voice. Mm -hmm. Um, You're just kind of meshing together a bunch of things that you like, but you're not creating anything new. And um I yeah, like... so it it was it felt very like very comfortable and very much like almost a relief to kind of find my own style and be like, oh, this is me, this is my voice. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> now I can start speaking. Right. No, it's true. You've you've figured out
0: what language works best for you. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. incredible. I, I I see a lot of similarities between climbing and art, and that climbing is a very physical art form and that there's so Mm -hmm. many different styles just like in in art and drawing like it there's so many different avenues you can take and and things you can try and ooh, do i want to do do i want to do acrylic do i want to do oil do i want to use pen do i want to do trad do i want to boulder do i want to do sport you know like i feel like those they have so many similarities it's really beautiful to see how you've you've taken that into your art as well i really like that so Mm -hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to quote you. Um, You recently made a post about bravery that I really, really connected with and appreciated because a lot of my reasoning behind creating this podcast, you know, Venture Forth and Live Bravely is to Mm -hmm. give a better understanding of what bravery is, what it means to show courage and how that isn't the stereotypical type of bravery that we're all used to because yes, it takes Mm -hmm. bravery and tenacity and grit to, to climb a really hard route or to, you know, venture into a mountain or to jump off of a cliff and base jump or to skydive, or whatever it is. But, you you di- you made this quote and i'm just going to read it really quick if i may that was really beautiful oh, okay go for it. it says bravery isn't a physical act it isn't showy it's intentional and mental courage is something that comes from within that fuels you and um wait that fuels you to act and also not to act to think differently to accept something difficult with grace And to or to say no or to get out of bed, whatever you face, whatever it looks like, you are brave for facing that. And I feel like I just loved that so much hearing that. And I, I think that you embody that in a lot of ways, because not only did you have to show bravery to to have a career in climbing, but you also had to show bravery to literally do that, to get out of bed and do your PT and to work on your, you know, mental fortitude in order to get through a year of not being able to walk when you originally were such an active person. And now you've gotten back to that and even more so. And man, I just, it comes full circle in so many ways. I really, really love stories like that. It's so inspirational Mm -hmm. and amazing wow yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm just so odd i read that this morning and i was just like wow that's literally hits everything right on the head because yeah because wait i think we assume that like i said before bravery is a physical act but really It's, it's very mental, you know, it takes so much mental fortitude, as well as physical ability to be able to do so many different things. And we're all facing different struggles, and we need to be brave in very different scenarios. So yeah, I really Mm -hmm. like the
1: way you encompassed all of that really well. (laughs) Yeah, and I think, I think a lot of just to expand on that a little bit, I think a lot of people, um, or just maybe society as a whole, um, sometimes confuses bravery with failure in a lot of things like for example like leaving a relationship that no longer serves you or that is abusive or toxic um some people might look at that and be like well you left that means you failed your relationship mm-hmm. was a failure and what it really is it's like you're really brave for being able to acknowledge that this isn't working and to do what is best for you and to go live your truth that's that's bravery right there that's not that's something that be commended for that's not a failure um Absolutely. but because it's not like this big bold endeavor people have trouble seeing it as like something that's impressive right.
0: no it's and i also appreciate recently having the analogy of bravery as a muscle and how you have to exercise that muscle and it doesn't start out necessarily and most of us being so easy to make these decisions or to have these activities in our lives you have to build upon it you know in little ways there's tiny Mm -hmm. little acts of bravery that you can participate in and show in your daily life that are just as impactful and beneficial to your overall sense of bravery and courage as is climbing a mountain you know and and I really yeah definitely
1: yeah like I I avoid confrontation like the oh my play. God, me too. <laughs> I'm like terrified of I hate confrontation. Oh, I hate and so for me, dangling six hundred feet off a cliff face is far it's way less terrifying than <laughs> you know going up to someone and saying, Hey, I don't like right. that or, you know, no, I don't want to do that. It's so true. Um, it's so true. <laughs> so it's just goes to show like it's 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 a very personal word. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's just it's a very individual kind of Thing. It really. Is. I feel much more proud of myself when I say no than when I go climb something. You know, climbing something that's just something that comes naturally to me. It's not. It's like yeah, I want to climb something. Oh, whatever. Well, and I but... feel like
0: as a society <laughs> we also uh idealize those types of. Acts of bravery over the person again who may have left an unhealthy relationship or the person who Mm -hmm. has chosen to move to a new country to better their lives. Or, you know, I think, yeah, we tend to be like, oh, look at these people, they do these amazing physical feats, but we forget how important all acts of bravery are that everybody is capable of, you know, that everyone has shown up bravely in their life in one way or another. And I think. Definitely. reflecting on that and appreciating that for what it is helps you continue to build that so yeah yeah, yeah.
1: I, I mean our. I mean especially here in America you know like with I mean I use Instagram you know it's it's a great tool but it's very much about image and a lot of our culture is about image and how you show up in other people's eyes and just you know the front that you put on and how other people see you and it's a lot easier to look at you know Alex Honnold free soloing El Cap and be like wow that's so brave because I can see it and it's amazing and there's a movie on it and it's just all over the news and you know it's such a big deal and for someone to see that and think like oh well I'm not brave because I could never do something like that it's it's just that's totally meaningless I mean just because it's not blasted all over the news that you you know told your mom. No, <laughs> <laughs> for once, like, it doesn't mean that you're any less brave or courageous or anything like that, just because it's not just like this showy, glittery thing. Absolutely. Not that Alex donald I mean, that was an amazing <laughs> feat and like full respect. All, all. Yeah, that is you know, but... insane. But also like, it's not always, you know, that's not always how bravery right. shows up. Exactly.
0: Absolutely. Wow. I love, I love all of that. So, what goals do you have for the future? what What are you most excited about or looking forward to? I know that it's kind of like the new year, and and that's the general vibe. But just in ge- like, what what are you looking forward to, or what projects do you have planned that you are excited about?
1: Um. So, it's it's hard to think about that kind of stuff right now, just with the pandemic and all that stuff, like. I think a lot of times my goals lately are just like, get through the day, make another post, you know, stuff, at least like little things like that. And during these times when it's just like, you can't even go anywhere or do anything. Right. Um, however, I am really excited to travel again, um, especially since I have my van, I can't wait to travel again. I would love to do a trip up the California coast into Canada and up into Alaska. Oh, cool! Um, that would be really cool. Um, so just a lot of traveling, a lot of climbing, a lot of just experiencing new places, new cultures. Um, with my art, um, I have a lot of pretty big ideas in mind for pieces. And I'm also really interested in working with more people, more companies. I'm, I haven't been too familiar with collaborations or like working with companies a whole bunch yet. So it's been really intimidating, but I'm trying to be brave (laughs) and um, just kind of put myself out there a little bit more. And, um, you know, there's the whole like logistics of collaboration, especially with bigger companies that can be really intimidating, especially when we're not taught about anything like that in school. So you just have to figure that kind of stuff, business stuff out as you go, which is really kind of scary um that's a whole challenge in itself yeah absolutely yeah yep (laughs) and I didn't go to school for like art or business or anything anything that I use right oh my (laughs) gosh same so I've just been like very self-taught for everything like I've never taken an art class really so so it's been (laughs) yeah so it's just been like it's funny people reach out to me now and they're like oh my god can you do like tutorials or can you um, can you like, tell me how you did this one technique? And I, so it still like, kind of takes me aback. I'm like, you're asking me, like, I just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kind of bullshitting here. <laughs> like, I'm just making it up. I was like, Oh, right. Our, you I'm know, figuring it out just as much everybody as everybody is. But it's funny to think about, like, I think I have this, this like stigma in my mind that because I don't have a piece of paper saying that, you know, I studied something that means that I can't be knowledgeable about it when i have to get over that and be like you know what i still worked really hard and just because i taught myself you know i have a lot of experience and knowledge and i have to i have to acknowledge that about myself well and we live in such an amazing age where we can find
0: anything online you can literally youtube it you can google it you can you can find a class on it it's so accessible these days Mm -hmm. and and especially now when we're all spending so much time at home. What a great opportunity for us to become more Mm self-taught on a lot of different activities. It's so incredible that you've in your own way taught yourself how to create these beautiful art pieces and I mean gosh I don't know anything about audio or editing or podcasts but I'm a huge fan and I am learning (laughs) as I go as well it is I yeah I'm by no means an expert I have no experience in it so I totally understand that (laughs) just giving it a go and and
1: trying different things I mean that's another form of bravery though right just like you know, throw your hat over Absolutely. the Absolutely. Like, you better go figure out how to go. Right? Think. Yeah. You get the, it's <laughs> there. So make it happen. Now,
0: yeah. Well, and that, I mean, yep. share, because sharing art in whatever form that takes is again, it's a little intimidating. It's a little scary because, you know, this is audio-based mm-hmm. art. You have a visual kind of art. You have participated in more physical art in climbing. And yeah, it takes, mm-hmm. it takes all forms. And to put it out there into the world can be a very intimidating thing, but also, man, one of the most rewarding things ever. And it also, I've talked about this in my podcast before, but it also... Prov- gives the platform to other people to do the same when they're like oh, oh
1: wow mm-hmm. elise
0: is an amazing climber and an amazing artist and she never took an art class how oh my gosh maybe i could try something And that it just yeah. kind of you know does that pay it forward as far as inspiration
1: yeah definitely i try to um i try to do artist artist shout outs quite often i'll find like a smaller account of someone whose art that i really like and i'll do a shout out for them and it's just really cool to be able, because I remember people doing that for me when I had very few followers. And it just, it feels good to be in that place where I can kind of uh, almost be a, a mentor in At some high. ways, which I, I almost feel like cringy saying that. <laughs> but, but you don't um, have to because you are. Yeah, That's, but I have, yeah. I have people messaging me, like asking me stuff and wanting advice and all this stuff. And it's just, it's it's interesting to be put into that role. Of just kind of like, oh well, wow, okay, I guess I'm doing something right. right." (laughs) Absolutely. If people are. But I mean, as
0: I feel like I know we all have heard the term imposter syndrome so many times. And now the more the older we get, the more we get to understand how that has we've felt that in so many different situations and not been able to name it. And now we're like, oh, imposter syndrome. I understand what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And and I love that there's so much, so much information out there specifically around that. Theme and reminding us if you take photos, that makes you a photographer. If you are an artist, if you draw, right. that makes you an artist. If you climb, you're a climb. Like, we don't have to define our activities Absolutely. by these lofty, unreachable standards. If we participate in these, that means we do them. That's, we get to be a mentor Absolutely. if we want to be, you know, and yeah, giving ourselves permission to. Yeah. To call ourselves artists, or climbers, or hikers, or adventurers,
1: or whatever it is, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. <laughs> i uh, i hear I hear very, very often um, when I talk to people about art who who don't typically create art, and they say like, "Oh, well, I would love to get into painting. I would love to draw. I'd love to do this or this or this." But like, I'm really bad at it or I can't, I could never, like, I would never be as good as you at climbing. So like, I don't want to climb with you because I can't climb that grade or, you know, stuff like that. And it's just like, I I almost get like a little bit exasperated, just like, you guys, that's not the point. (laughs) (laughs) The point of making art is not to be the, to, for other people to think it's really good or to be able to sell it on a website or to be able to use it to get followers on instagram like is that helpful to me because that's my business yeah that is helpful however that's not why we create art we create art as a creative release as an expression of yourself and it's a super helpful thing to do It's just as a human like it's a very human instinct to create art and to think that you can't do that because it's not going to look how society says mm-hmm. it should Um, it's just like absolutely insane. (laughs) Um, I think everyone should have a sketchbook, like go grab some paint and like slap it on a canvas with your bare hands. Like go dance in the kitchen in your socks, you know, go sing in the car. Who cares what your voice sounds like? I don't have a good singing voice. I sing in the car all the time Me too, (laughs) because I enjoy it, you know, and it's, it's an expression of myself. It brings me joy. And that's really the whole point. Same with climbing. Like who cares if you're only climbing five nines, is it bringing you joy? Great. It also, I want to climb with you because I like climbing with people who are enjoying themselves and just want to have fun and not care about grades. That's what it's about. That is
0: that just really sums it up so beautifully. Wow, Mm -hmm. dang! (laughs) (laughs) Wow, well, thank you, Elise. This has been such an incredible conversation. I appreciate you being willing to be vulnerable and to share your story with us. It is such an encouraging account. And I am so grateful that you are willing to go in depth about it and and let us pick your brain a little bit and and share that with us. I kind of on a closing note, I know we've, we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but I like to ask people if they could give one piece of advice to others, either just as a general theme for life, or if somebody's interested in art, or if there's a quote you like, if there's something like that, that you would like to share to kind of sum up this little chat here?
1: Hmm. That's a general, very broad
0: question. Oh my gosh. Really A lot of answers, yeah. but.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so much right. advice. Um, I think, I think probably something that helps me on a daily basis um, that I think about very often is just to not take anything personally. Mm. I mean, there's so many people, especially if you're someone like me, like I'm very empathetic and you know, I try not to be sensitive, too sensitive, but you know, I, I care about people and I care about what they think. And a lot of times you can, you can get in your head and you have to realize that everyone is in their own head and everyone is going through their life in their way. And like things are happening to them and you never know their story and you never know what's going on. So when someone lashes out or says something rude, or, you know, is a jerk on social media, like you just have to realize like, okay, well, you're just having a bad day and just kind of flip the script and be like, okay, well, I can choose how I react mm-hmm. to this. Um, and I can, I can make the conscious decision to respond, not react be, yeah. to be bothered by this or to not be bothered right. by this. And that goes with everything, like not only people, um, but also just like situations. Like if it's, if something shitty happens in your day, like you can choose, I hear all the time, like, one shitty thing will happen in the morning and then someone will be like, oh well it's just gonna be one of those days or like I guess my it's just gonna be a bad day. It's like, well now that you made that decision, yeah, it is gonna be a bad <laughs> you day. You've chosen this.
0: That's not actually how it was. <laughs> yeah, play you chose out. that. Yeah.
1: And now you're gonna spend the entire day looking for evidence to back up your theory that today is a bad mm. day now. And when instead you could make the choice to look at that and be like, okay, this happened. That's it. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean the world hates you. It doesn't mean this day is going to suck. It doesn't mean that you're an idiot or anything like that. It's just something that happened and now we're going to move on. Exactly. And owning the and, power. You to... know, you just, you have a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of power yep. in choice and choosing how you react and how you see things and, you know, just being aware of of how you move through the world Absolutely. and the choices that you make. I love, mentally. I love that. That's, that's
0: excellent advice on all, all fronts for sure. <laughs> Wow. Thank you, Elise. I, I can't yeah. say that enough. I am so grateful to get to know you a little bit better and that you have made time for this. And I hope you come to Moab when we can all travel
1: again and do that. And I'd love to Oh, I definitely you. will. <laughs> I've been checking the weather there. It's really so beautiful. It's, actually. Cold. it's
0: cold, but it's getting better. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank yeah. you. Yeah, definitely. I love climbing Good. Come down. Anytime. Anytime. I'd love that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, where can we, where can we find you? Where can we find some of your art or get to know you a little bit better for those who want to do that?
1: Um, so I am primarily on Instagram. Um, I also have a Facebook page, but to be honest, I just, I don't use Facebook very much. (laughs) Um, it's just like when you put so much energy into Instagram, it's just like, I can only have so much energy for the other social medias. Um, but yeah, on Instagram at a million tiny lines, all one word. Um, and then also my art website is a million tiny So it's all kind of connected. And uh, <laughs> yeah, um, it's pretty easy, pretty easy to find me. I post about art and climbing and van life and silliness, <laughs> all kinds of I good love stuff. It. That's perfect. Well, thank you so much, Elise.
0: And I can't wait to chat with you again. Thank you so much for...
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I I really enjoyed talking to you. Same. This has
0: been so wonderful. And you have a fabulous rest of your day. Wow, you guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I really love the way Elise powers through some really difficult situations that would have floored most people. She really gives me some awesome perspective on a lot of things. So, wow, that was incredible. So, on that note, I want to end this episode with some takeaway points for you guys. So, your takeaway points are number one, we are not defined by what we do. Just because we stop doing a certain activity doesn't mean we lose value. Number two, Visualization is a powerful tool and we can use it in many different circumstances from training to rehabilitation Number three, if you find joy in doing something artistic That makes you an artist And number four, an injury does not have to be an end-all It can be an opportunity for growth It can be an opportunity to reinvent ourselves Five, Bravery is a muscle and we can exercise it every day, even in very small, seemingly insignificant ways. So, wow, thank you guys. This has been such an amazing episode. Thank you for joining me in this. If you liked what you heard, please rate, subscribe, and if you think someone would enjoy it, feel free to share it with them. If you guys want to support us financially, feel free to do that as well. You can find us at patreon.com slash ventureforth. You can also find us on Venmo at ventureforth. So again, thank you so, so much for being here. I hope that this inspired you, brought a smile to your face, or gave you a different perspective. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you guys next time.